0: Are you feeling like God has put a dream on your heart that just doesn't make sense? Or even are you a mama looking for an incredible resource to pour into your children this summer, like right now? Either way, this podcast episode is going to inspire, encourage and literally equip you with an incredible tool to use for your family this summer. I know that we're starting it this week, and so I'm so excited to introduce you to Beth and our conversation with what she has created for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam, and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading, but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your coffee, Bible, and pen, and let's dig in. Welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. Today, we are here with my friend, Beth Reed, and you've already heard a little bit about Beth in the intro, but Beth and I just met actually a few weeks ago, like a month ago now, at the Christian Entrepreneur Conference. And so I got to meet her in real life. So she's a real life friend. And I'm super excited for you to hear uh, what the Lord has been doing in her life. And at the end, we have something fun to share. But yeah, let's just dig in. Welcome so much, Beth. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It is such an honor. Of course. And you guys, it's her first podcast episode. I'm so excited. It'll be the first of many. I hope so. Okay. (laughs) So tell us, we're just going to jump right in because I know there's stuff to share. So tell us about your journey from career woman to now you're an entrepreneur. What has that looked like?
1: Well, if we go all the way back um, to when I was trying to choose a career, I wanted to do what my mom did and she was a labor and delivery nurse. And, um, she passed away when I was eight, and so it felt really important for me to carry on her legacy and so, I set my sights there, and then I decided I wanted to do more and so, after working there for a bit, I went to school and became a nurse practitioner and I thought that I had arrived I had my uh you know my dream job, I was working in the best place I could imagine and the lord turned my life upside down i had my first child um almost 13 years ago now and um i remember going from this is my dream job i love this i'm going to retire from this to after he was born, um, dealing with some postpartum depression and um, just all sorts of different symptoms that were very strange to me. Um, I went from thinking I was in my dream job to thinking if this job ended, I'd be okay with it. Um, And that was a really strange feeling, but I was never going to quit. And people in this line of work generally don't lose their jobs. Uh, They're very well (laughs) respected and needed. And just consequences or, you know, things just happened. And um, my job ended. Not out of uh, anything bad that happened. It just was circumstantial. And I was laid off of my job six months after having my oldest child. And I remember feeling a huge sense of relief. (laughs) I also felt Mm -hmm. a huge sense of of disappointment and a huge blow to my ego, because what I had worked for my entire life was now gone. And I did have a new baby. And that was so exciting. And it was wonderful. And I wanted to be a mom, but I also wanted my professional identity. And that was lost in a day. And um, so it was such a strange feeling of a mix of relief. And yet, oh, my goodness, I am nothing now. Um and so yeah, uh the Lord led me down a a very long twisty path of trying to figure out who I was. And um 13 years later, I am here to say I am not my profession. I probably could have said this maybe 2 years ago, but it took me a long time to get here. I am not who my job title says I am I am a child of God. He loves me. He has planned all along for this for me and he actually planned for me to have those twists and turns in the road. And so um yes, I still am certified. I could go back to work any day if I wanted to. Um but the Lord has not opened that door yet. In fact, he has led me down a detour path that is really scenic and beautiful. And so who knows what's going to come up next? But, you know, I just, it it was all part of the process. And I did have people along the way telling me that my identity comes from Jesus. But you know what? I had to figure it out for myself. Sometimes just because someone speaks those words to you doesn't mean that they're instantly true. And so I had to do a lot of searching and figuring that out. Yeah, that's so good. Okay,
0: we're going to sit here for a second before you share your part. Because that is honestly like, it is my heart's desire. If it was that simple, then I feel like I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't have a ministry. Every woman would know their identity. They would know that they are loved. Like it would just, if somebody said it over you and you believed it instantly, we would be done taken care of. But like, you're right. That's not the case. And we have our own mind junk and trauma or history or life that gets in the way of believing that our identity is not actually have anything to do with us and everything to do with him. And so I love that you shared. It took so long because not, I mean, not for you, like that's a long time, but like in the sense that I think we have this misconception that like, oh, it's instant or, oh, I'm going to learn it once. And I'm going to know and wear that. And of course we wish that was the case, but so many times it's reminding like constantly. And, in teaching ourselves and in believing it. So, what are what are some ways you had to really learn, like learn that it that was actually your identity?
1: Well, you know, as I was laid off from my first job, I I went down the road of um trying to find different things I could do at home that um applied to my job title and mm-hmm. they all kind of stole my joy. <laughs> I I was able to do and qualified to do a lot of things Um, and I did them and I did them well. And um, I also, uh, um, you know, I did work, I volunteered a little while at a clinic downtown and I felt very happy about that and very like, well, at least if I'm doing this, I'm contributing to the kingdom. At least if I'm using, God certainly wouldn't have brought me down, Uh, oh goodness, Like I don't even know how much school I went to, honestly. Um, God certainly wouldn't have brought me down that path if I wasn't supposed to do this for the rest of my life. And so I felt like I just had to keep trying and trying. And um, even (laughs) some of the things that I chose gave me great anxiety and gave me you know, I had a hard time sleeping. I wasn't the best mom I could be because I was still trying to find that identity through a professional title. Um, and it just took, it's like, kind of like the israelites out there, you know, like hello, could you just learn the first time that maybe this is not what he wants you to do? And um no, I I feel like my heart kind of like had a big stone wall around it. And like with each you know, each um series of anxiety or depression or just real identity crisis, it was like the lord was just like taking a chisel and like chipping away at the wall around my heart until I got to, well, we have four kids. And so guess what? When you have four kids, it's really hard to be a professional, (laughs) especially um, when you're trying to forge your own path. Like I didn't have a job where I left the home, went to work and somebody else did my kids. You know, Um, I was trying to do it all. And Finally, I was just broken down to the point where I'm like, gosh, I just have to pick something. I have to, I'm all in on parenting right now, or, um, or I'm just going to keep doing this like round and around trying to just, it was like I needed a job title. And I, and, but the Lord just kept saying in the back of my heart, like, you are mine. You are doing the work that I have called you to do. This is your professional title. You are a child of God. You are a mom to these four beautiful kids. You are a wife to Kevin. And I think just that, like, I just got broken down so much and so kind of burnt out of trying and trying and trying that I, I finally started accepting like, Lord, maybe this isn't what you have for me. Maybe there's something different. And you know what? Maybe that thing is to be a mom. I, I just, it makes my skin crawl when somebody says, I'm just a mom. I hate that. I hate it because you are not just a mom. You are a mom. You are a mother. And you know what else I don't like? I don't like when someone says, I just have one child because no, no, you have a child you are a mother to that child. God has appointed you to be the mother to that one child. And guess what? When I had one child, I was super overwhelmed and busy. And I didn't feel like saying I just have one. I felt really busy and overwhelmed. I'm busy and overwhelmed before, you know, there's people with 11 kids. So anyways, all that to say, I think (laughs) I'm such a stubborn gal too. I think it just took a lot of um, the Lord just bringing me down this path and just continuing to knock on the door of my heart and just say, how, how are you going to do this without me? You know, and- isn't it so funny? We always bring up
0: Israelites because we're like, we blatantly see it in scripture. Like y'all get it together. And then that's so us. It's
1: so is. It's so obvious to us when we read their story. And, you know, when we get to the end of our story, I think we are also going to be like, duh. (laughs) But you know what? All of these trials and twists and turns of our path are what are making us who we are right now. And so that is the beauty that nothing is lost in this journey. If we allow the Lord to shape us, shape our hearts and um, really work in our spirit, then none of this is wasted nothing. Yeah. And there's scripture that confirms that, like he will use all things for
0: his good and for his glory. And so, yes. And that even goes for like your past identities. Like I have found my self-worth and my identity in my marketing business or in different facets or working at the hospital, like those were the titles that came first. And I loved being a mom, same thing, but those were like how the world saw me. And so I valued those as more important than because the world does, the world values women outside of the home more than they value women in the home. And I did the same thing where I'm also looking back, like he, some of those connections even with people or you know, businesses or all the things have helped me not only be who I am today, but also I still use some of those people, not use, but I'm still friends with those people. And like, they've also blessed this season of my life. And so he does, he'll use all of it, even the bad and ugly and hard stuff. And he'll use that for his good. And so that you could stand on the hard and ugly as a testimony even. And so, so thankful for that. And I love that you said, that he chisels away because he knows what we can handle right and he knows sometimes i feel like if he were to just rip it all off like like rip off that bandaid i i wouldn't have i wouldn't make it you know what i mean and so he chisels it gently and i mean it still hurts it's not gentle but like one at a time and through a journey not let me rip off this bandaid of your identity and then leave you. Like he's so good to do that carefully.
1: (laughs) For sure. And, you know, I've had so many struggles as a parent that, you know, if I would have been laid off from my job with a six month old, and he would have said, "Um, now you're going to go be an entrepreneur and help parents disciple their children. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't even qualified for that. I still don't feel that qualified. So come on, you know, um, who would have listened to a woman with a six-month-old baby trying to tell people what to do with their preschooler? So, you know, and likewise, I'm, I'm not going to tell people what to do with their um, teenagers because I just don't have one yet. So, um, you know, I'm just, he is equipping me as he is calling me. He... Yeah. He, you know, he called Moses with a stutter and Moses did not, you know, he asked for help. He's like, surely it's not me. No, he equipped Moses and he became one of the most influential and important figures in our history. So, you know what? God can do that with me too. He can do that with all of us if we allow him to. But if we doubt his, his plans for us and what he has put into my heart to do, how can I say, no, God, no, you can't do that. That's impossible. No, we know time and time again in the Bible and in the course of history that God has equipped those people that he has called 100%.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And he he equips us through the calling as well. like Our surrender, our yes, is giving him permission to then call us higher and bring us to the place that he actually wants us, right? And so it's letting go of our idea of what our identity should be or our role should be or fill in the blank, right? And allowing him to just to actually be like, I'm just a vessel. I'm using me however you want to and I'll do it. Like we have to be able to give him our yes, which is such a hard... Hard thing. And if you're a woman and you're like, okay, I love this, but I love my job, like fill in the blank in Beth's story, right? Like she felt like her identity was caught up in her title as a nurse practitioner. Yours could be even in your motherhood or as a wife or in college or grandma, like fill in the blank for that. And this all still applies because our first identity, first and foremost, is a daughter of the King is a child of God. Like that could also be period. That's it. <laughs> or it could be trauma and then a wife and then a whatever. Right. But like, that is the first identity and the only one that truly eternally matters. But then of course, like motherhood and things like that do as well, but like filling the blank for this title, if it's not, if you're not a nurse practitioner, then you are a blank. And so this all still applies. And putting on that crown, that um, identity first allows him to use us and transform us. And Moses, yeah, Moses tried to get rid of, (laughs) tried to get rid of this. Like, not me. I can't even talk. Why don't you have Aaron do it instead? He's so much better. Y'all, that in itself. How many times do we do that? Right? Like, why don't you have this woman? Her life looks together on Instagram. Surely she can do it better than me. And
1: he's like, no, I called you. Let me equip you. Right. Yeah. And he's like, and guess what? Aaron's building golden calves. So, you know, like, <laughs> okay, my, I is probably way off. Okay. So I'm like, don't even check me on that, but it just makes me laugh. But, you know, um, you know, I do want to go back and just say, um, as I reflect on this identity thing, um, that's, that um, I'm so aware of when I was growing up, the well-intentioned questions of what do you want to be? Who do you want to be? What do you want to be? What do you want to study? What job do you want to have? What do you want to be? And never in there was there, you are enough right now, just as you are. How do you, I wish that it could have been, if I could go back, I wish that it could have been, how do you want to serve God with the gifts that he's given you? Or what desire has God placed in your heart for you to go out and serve him and spread his word around the world? And that is something I'm trying to do with my kids is not focus on their job and their title as their end product, because you know what? They might not get there and they might get there and they might say this stinks i don't like it i thought i was going to and then they have to refigure themselves out and i think when when we ask kids what do you want to be when you grow up i think that disqualifies all of the things that they can do to serve god in the timing as a child like as they are growing up you can be so many things for the kingdom. It's not your job after you get out of college is not the finish line. You know, you're on the journey right now. Your journey ends when you get to heaven and we don't know when that's going to be. So I'm trying to flip that narrative upside down in my home and I screw it up, you know, but um, I think just being aware of that and aware of how that shaped me has made me try and change things around a little bit.
0: I love that. I love that. It's not even like, yeah, when you grow up, I'm like mental notes, Sam, ask your kids this now, but how do you want to serve God? How, what gifts do you think he's given you? You know, and I feel like even having those conversations as your kids get older and that obviously when they're younger, they'll still give you the sweet little, I would to be an astronaut or whatever answers yeah. as they move to like, you know, kid and teen and preteen ages. I feel like if I were to ask. My kids, that and especially teens, maybe they might even give me some pushback that I could also identify with in terms of like, how do you want to use your gifts to serve God? And they'd be like, well, I don't think I have any gifts, right? How many women, grown adults, say that? And then that's a like an easy opportunity because you've had been having this conversation to pour into them and be like, oh, sister, friend, or child of mine, like that is not correct. Let me help you, right? Disciple you more figure out those gifts. And so that's a really, I'm going to start using that
1: question. And, you know, um, as we're asking them or they're trying to figure out what their gifts are. Um, I was just listening to a podcast yesterday. Um, you know, Melissa that we met at the conference, Melissa Hughes, she has a nice podcast. Um, she was sharing, um, what, what makes you tick? Like what brings you joy? You actually don't have to go out and figure out, or you don't have to go out and find talents and gifts. God has already put them in us. We get to discover them. And so, you know, when we, even for us as adults, what makes us come alive? What makes us, what gives us joy? That's probably a really good clue as to a gifting that God has given us and, um, it's so funny that like all along in my life, I've noticed that I love putting things together. I love making programs. I love, um, I love putting stuff together that makes life easier for other people. And so funny, you know, um, that I would end up in this place that we can talk about in a little while, but, um, I just, I laugh sometimes cause I'm like, Oh, I didn't miss it. I didn't miss a calling. No, no. I I've grown into it. And every every step along the way has has kind of added up to that. And I please don't hear me say like you all have to stay home as a as a mom at home and make your own business. Like no, no, no. Um that would that would be catastrophic if <laughs> if everybody decided to do the same thing. It's more about like what makes you personally come alive and then lean into that is it going out and into the world and serving other people in the marketplace in the in healthcare in schools in in business in ministry um yes i'm not i just don't want anyone to hear like well i guess i need to become an entrepreneur no no that's not what i'm saying at all i'm saying it's it's a twisty long journey to figure out What it is.
0: So, right. And it's both. And so, just like a body needs every single piece of its parts, we need every single part of the church body, of people, right? And so, absolutely. If you are, you could be a construction worker and that is still your mission field. You can use your gifts wherever you are. So many times I get like a tiny bit of pushback, like when I'm like, hey, like, let's share the gospel and then people women would be like well I don't want to preach on a stage or I can't evangelize and I no sister friend we are talking what using like for ev- evangelize in your home in your workplace at the water cooler like wherever god has placed you seeing that and using your gifts to bless others. Absolutely not. I don't want every person out of the marketplace because the marketplace is such a hot mess that I actually believe more Christians should be wearing and walking in their faith in whatever industry they're in. Right. But it is on the other hand, it's like both and because it's 2023. I also believe that you can start a business doing almost literally anything, (laughs) anything. And so, yes. So, okay. What, What moved you, what experiences brought you from your journey walk in your identity to the process of starting HeartWriters?
1: Okay. Well, um, okay. So I said I had my first child 12 years ago and, or almost 13 years ago. And I thought I was the perfect parent. I was like, I've got this. I'm so good at this. And God also gave me a perfect child. And then, um, he turned the Three. Wait, was it three? Yes. (laughs) He turned three. And I was like, oh, terrible twos. Those parents, they don't know. They just don't know how to deal with their two year old. Mine's wonderful. You know, isn't that so funny that the Lord has a way of humbling you? So my oldest turned three, and we went on a journey. We went on a journey um, of so many different things. And maybe we can talk about that another time. But our journey just led us down so many different paths of trying to figure out first of all what's wrong what's wrong with him and um and then what's wrong with me uh there was just so much defiance and disobedience and just um like terrible twos on steroids but like all the way until um, he was let's see 7 or 8 and um, it wasn't like hot mess 100% all the way through. Of course, we had like hills and valleys, but many nights I would, I would end up in tears because I, I felt hurt. I felt like I stink at this and, um, but I really didn't do a great job of asking God for help. I was trying to really rely on myself. And, um, so I would say I went through, I'm not kidding you, maybe like 27 or 30, like parenting books, trying to figure out like, surely there's something I'm doing wrong and I should figure out the magic formula and then I'll get it right. Right. And then, um, I did online um, parenting classes, listened to so many podcasts and went to counseling and all sorts of things, you know, come to find out he's just a strong-willed kid. And I mean, hallelujah that he's a healthy boy, but um, he, he's, I mean, that experience stripped me down into complete (laughs) reverence for God and how much I needed him and my husband needed him to help us. And truly, through our journey of parenting this strong-willed boy, um, we have changed more than he has. Um, And yeah, that's another conversation for another day. But you know, he was our first child. And our second child, our daughter, is also strong-willed. But um, I was so busy dealing with the first one, I didn't realize the second one also was. And then we had our third and our fourth, and they all have their own wonderful personalities. But you know what? I have loved being a mom. It has been so hard. Um, and uh, I'll just try and make it brief, but, like, 2020 came, right? And my kids were in school. And, oh, yeah. I mean, do we have to say anything else? 2020 happened, you know? End of story. Yeah. Now I'm an entrepreneur. No. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> The Lord had been laying on my heart through our journey of trying to parent well or even just decent. Um, Fruits of the Spirit, Beth. Fruits of the Spirit, Beth. And like I kept, I knew about them. I kept thinking about them. And I'm like, I'm so busy. I don't have time for that. But I would like to do that someday. I'd like to teach my kids about that. Um, And and so 2020 came and we were now at home with our kids for an undetermined period of time. And so we um, got to work on those fruit of the spirit. I was like, you know what? After like two weeks of thinking this is like spring break, like this is the best thing ever. I'm like, mom needs a plan. Mom needs a plan. And so I, the Lord just knocked on my heart until I answered. Honestly, it probably was years of knocking on my heart. and. Um, And I said, kids, we're going to learn the fruit of the spirit verse. And we did. And we made it fun. And they got into it. And we memorized it. And we had motions. And they thought that was great. And you know what? They have memorized scripture at Sunday school before. And they've earned a candy bar. And then they earn the candy bar. And then we move on to the next verse. And I thought, no, not in this house. Nope. Uh, we're going to learn what it means kids. And so we went through each of the fruit and we talked about what they meant. I thought, you know what? We are just going to put skin on this verse and we are going to walk it out in life. And we're going to talk about what it means. And we're going to understand what all of those fruit mean. And, um, it just organically happened that we turned it into a fun family activity where after they learned what it meant, I thought, you know what? Let's start recognizing when they are using the fruit of the spirit. And it turns out they already were, they already were, but we didn't realize it because I was so focused on their negative behavior because that's Mm -hmm. how I was parented. I mean, I think that's pretty common, honestly. Um, and that's, that is my default mode is saying, why can't you be kind, be kind? Why aren't you patient? Why is this place such A disaster, you know, just (laughs) focusing on the negative. But I, we flipped the narrative around and we started picking out the positive and we started affirming our kids when they were using the fruits of the spirit, each of them. They would, then we started laminating things. You know, when you're home from school, you can laminate things all day long. I (laughs) think we laminated like a thousand pieces of fruit. So we started like putting fruit in a little bag and saying like, I see you right now being gentle. And we put some grapes in a bag and that little activity like transformed our home. I just am still humbled when I look back and think, oh my goodness, God, you are so good. And then we had some friends who heard about this and they wanted to try it too. So we made some some other homemade kits, and we delivered them around. That well, you know, we only dropped them on the doorstep. We didn't, you know, we didn't actually say hi. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're like, we've got this thing we want you to try, we'll leave it on your doorstep and then let us know. Well, they liked it, and so we decided, you know what, we're gonna turn this into here, um, something called Fruit of the Family. We thought of an, a title. We got with a friend who is super talented in graphic design, and she produced a product for us, and it is now available for everybody to use, and it is so exciting to me. It is so exciting to me to see that God has used me from the very beginning, all through all of my twists and turns and disobedience and times when I was obeying and trying to serve him and... Um, I've been doing good all along, you know. I mean, I mess up, but just like my kids, they are doing such good things. They are using the fruit of the spirit, and where they aren't, we can encourage them, and then it grows and it grows. So I don't know how much you wanted me to talk about it, but that was. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yes. I, you know, I'm just gonna say one more thing that. um, we had our little bags sitting out and we were giving each other fruit of when we noticed like oh you're being patient you're being kind and those were great things because they heard us as parents affirming the action and then they saw us put a little thing in their bag and that like also validated like you are patient you are kind you are loving god gave you those gifts and so um after a while i noticed like certain kids, like my oldest, for instance, had no gentleness, none, none at all. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that actually makes sense. So we started just recognizing any little time he showed gentleness, any gentle words, and we would affirm that. And guess what? He liked that. He liked that we were noticing that. He no longer felt that he was deficient in that. And it started to grow. And so as we recognized the little things, the little times of gentleness, they grew into bigger, into bigger acts of gentleness. And with each kid, they had their own thing that they were working on. And it just was so beautiful. It was like a seed that was getting watered, you know, with scripture, with love, with um, with kindness and affirmation and respect too. And so I just thought, you know what, God, I just want to take this on the road and I just want to share your good word with all of the parents because it worked so well for our family. And what a great world we'd have if if every family learned about the fruit of the spirit. I'm not gonna I mean parents need to learn about it too. Like they need an easy way to disciple their kids without feeling super overwhelmed. And I just thought this is a really neat easy way to break in to a family that might otherwise not feel comfortable talking about Jesus and God and the fruit, you know, and it might be learning for the parents. And then the parents pass it on to their kids. Like we do not all have to be theologians to disciple our kids. Like we can, we can work with what we've got here. And so my goal was just to make a, a easy, simple tool to help parents just get started, take that first step. So sorry, zip, I'm done. Don't be
0: sorry. I love so much about this because I'm like hearing things as you're talking. And one, like, thank you as a parent for creating a game that I, like you said, I don't have to know everything about it for fruits of spirit to play the game and to, or, you know, to play the activity and to teach my children. it. You've done, so you've taken away one of those like limiting beliefs and a barrier for families to get in the word and teach themselves, right? And their children, because we say that of course, like we want people to be kind and we want, but I love that you're also using affirmations and positive enforcements to say, I see this in you. Like, this is, this is what I'm seeing you doing. And then they, of course, I'm sure are soaking it up. And like, yes, I am actually my, it's different between like, like we talked about in the beginning, right? When we, someone else tells us our identity and I could tell my daughter that she's the most beautiful thing in the world. But in her teenage years, there is going to be a time where she won't believe me, right? Unless she believes it herself. And so like you're doing that and you're helping equip families to do that. Like we're telling them we are, sh- but also showing them and they are then doing the action and we're solidifying it. So they could, what kid doesn't want to be praised and to do the good thing more. And so I love that that still ties in with the identity that we were talking about in the beginning, but also I, we are actually releasing, I'm releasing this episode at the beginning of what is summer for us, because we as a family are doing this, this summer. I, um, listen to, well, there's a few parenting, which I'm going to connect you with, but podcasts that I love. And one of them is courageous parenting. And they had shared an episode about summer of revival. And it was like revival in the home. How summer, even though as entrepreneurs and working moms, sometimes and even stay-at-home moms, it summer is so good, but also like so hard, yeah. right? And so it's like all the things all the time. And so Matt, my husband and I decided like this summer, we are go me because he works, but like we are going to focus on putting things into our children. Like there's just been some behavior things that have been going on and that I feel like have just come to a head where we decided we're starting with um, a fruit of the family and that we are going to learn because the thing about fruit of the spirits is it's such foundational work that they will then, and we will use for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. But some of the behavior issues that like I'm dealing with, for example, in my kids are like arguing, oh my Lord, Jesus, take away the arguing, right? Or disrespect. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what solved that? Like fruits of the spirit are things that can counteract the arguing, the disobedience, this the the things, right? And so I love that. We are doing that. So this episode, we are also, I don't think I told Beth yet, but I'm we're gonna give one away. I'm gonna buy one and we're gonna ah. give one away. And I'm gonna encourage every single family to buy one because I want you to do it. Honestly, like this isn't one of those like buy a book, which buy all the books because I buy the books, but then put on a bookshelf. Like I want you to buy this and then. Use it this summer. I think summer is the perfect time to spend intentional time building these characteristics, especially if you're like me and you've been struggling a little bit with these issues. This will help you. Your, I like guarantee you put my sticker on it. Um, that it'll change the culture of your home and it'll change the character of your children and yourselves. And so. Yes. I'm super excited for this. I think I'm so excited that you said yes. And that you, you had that long twist and turn to get to here because you get to bless and equip so many families. And so good job, sister friend. I mean, it's incredible. You get to do this work and it's so cool.
1: You know, I want to just tie, tie back to, um, I was saying that one of the things that brought me here was my strong-willed child. And um, I just want to, I don't know if I connected the dots there, but like, I found that the best way to parent my strong-willed child was not through shame and blame and discipline and shoving him in his room for a while. It was actually through drawing out his gifts because he has mm. an extra need for his bucket to be filled, he has an extra large bucket that needs to be filled up with love and affirmation. And so, um, I just want to say, like, if you're struggling with a strong-willed child, um, I just, um, I read all the books, <laughs> and so it led me to this conclusion. And I, we are living proof. He is a wonderful human being. Sure, we struggle. He's almost 13. I mean, come on, you know. But. Um, oh my goodness, it has made such a difference. And um, I just want that for everybody. I really do. And I was just thinking this morning, God literally just told me this morning, Beth, this is a summertime activity. This is a summertime activity. So Sam, if you want to somehow join forces um, in some way, or even just, I don't even know, I haven't thought this through, but like what a beautiful time to get parents and caregivers like on board. It's three months ish. Um, what a beautiful way to spend your summer. Um, filling them up and laying a really firm foundation. And it doesn't have to be the way that sometimes we think about um, summer. Like, ah,
0: <laughs> yeah. it, it's actually like, We have all the time in the world, right, during summer. And so the beautiful part is Beth has actually done a lot of the work for us as parents. Like, she put it together. (laughs) And and then also, I don't know about you, but my children still need something. Like, I can't do – maybe it's me. I can't do the free-range kids 24-7. So it has to be – where there's some sort of structure. And so yes, we'll sleep in. Yes, we'll do the park and play dates, but we will also make sure that this is 30 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour, you know what I mean, of our day. And so consistency through the summer will allow us to actually have more one-on-one time with them. And I love that you said you didn't recognize some of the things beforehand, like before focusing on fruits of the spirit, which I feel like is where, Maybe I need to focus a little bit more on too, because it's easy to be like, oh, don't talk back to me or, oh, that's disrespectful or, oh, be kind because you notice that. And so when you were saying that, I'm like, have I noticed that my kids have had for sure when they're extra nice and everything's lovey-dovey, I'm like, oh, I love you guys like this. Like, this is so great. But like every single day, have I noticed that this kid is kind or gentle or whatever? And so I really do feel like you'll have more time with them. If your kids are public school, they're home with you. And so you can really draw those things out of them. And who knows, maybe by fall, you'll be sending back a completely different
1: kid. <laughs> yes. Amen. I I echo what you said about parents, about um, our, us growing too. Um, my kids wanted to give me a bag and start giving me... Um, you know, tokens. And I thought that was beautiful because some of my daughter's sass, the way she talks to me is sometimes the way I talk to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you it's know, so when it comes back, form. Yeah, I'm like, Oh, where did you learn to talk like that? Oh, <laughs> well, it's me. Um, and so, you know, it's just, it's a nice way to do like a, a, a some self-examination, but truly this isn't meant to be like, there's no condemnation, right? In Jesus. And like, mm-hmm. so we're trying to, to do this, to bring out the best in our kids. And we might notice some ugly stuff about ourselves or about our kids, but this isn't meant to make us feel bad about those things at all. It is meant for us to recognize the gifts that God has given us. And that we have complete access to all of the fruit of the Spirit. We don't have to go out and look for it, it is already in us. And so um, it's just so exciting to think about that. And I mean, if you look out in our world, it doesn't take long to, to realize that, like, we just need more. We need more Jesus. We need more disciples out there, just not even evangelizing, but just like showing other people how to love. And how to be kind and how to have joy so much so that they would look at other people would look at us and look at our kids and be like, what makes you different? And then that opens Mm -hmm. the door to conversation. And, oh, it just gets so, just gets exciting to think about. So
0: yeah, sharing the gospel with your life and your actions and your words and the fruits of the spirit, like the kindness, the gentleness, all the Mm -hmm. things. So, okay, we friends, we are, well, Beth first, where can, I'm a mom. Okay. We're going to do two things. Sorry. One of which is last words to encourage your mamas, the mamas that are listening, Beth is going to give you some encouragement. And then Beth, tell us where we can, I want to buy this right now. Where can we buy this and
1: give it to all of our friends and neighbors? Okay. So encouragement for a mom. Um, you know, if I could just reflect on what we've talked about over the last hour, it would be that where God has you is enough. You don't have to keep striving and striving and striving. He has placed the gifts in your heart and the talents that He wants you to have right now. So if you are at home changing diapers, filling bottles, nursing through the night, you don't have to go out and search for more if that if that is enough he he has made us enough for wherever he has us right now and maybe there is a dream in your heart to go out and do something but it doesn't feel like the right season yet that's okay there's there's joy in the waiting too and just um you know, just do your best to praise God, ask him for affirmation to show you that you are where he wants you to be. And if he, if you, if he wants you in a different place, ask him to show you and the way he shows us is different for everyone. But for, for me, it was for like, he just, I just kept hearing, hearing ideas in my mind that I just couldn't get rid of. And, If if they are things that are glorifying him and helping to spread his word, then those things are from God. Um, And the work you do as a mom, if you are a mom, it is wonderful work. We need moms doing their jobs with love. So just do that job with your whole heart. And if you're in a season where you just are struggling That's okay, too. We don't all have to be on a mountaintop at the same time. Um, And the last thing I would say is the power of positive affirmation in your family and in your home cannot be understated. Um, Try it today. Try to just recognize, you know, you have a kid who is making you crazy. Like, I've gone through phases of life where I have not liked my kids. I've loved them, but I have not liked them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's okay. Mm-hmm. But for that kid who it, you're really struggling with, sometimes the reason they're acting up is because they need something from you. They need some love. They need their bucket to get filled up. So find even one teeny tiny little thing that they're doing and affirm that and affirm it over and over and watch what happens. I hope that's not too many things. That feels like it was like drinking out of a fire hose. <laughs> Sorry. No, like fantastic. all the things, moms, all the things. Need all the things. <laughs> and then where you can find me. Oh, geez. I'm all over the place. Um, my website is heartwriters.org and that's where you can order a fruit of the family kit. Um, if you use the code summer 10, it will provide $10 off and I would like nothing more than to provide a discount because I love discounts. So um, that's www.heartwriters.org. I'm also on Facebook, Heartwriters, Instagram, at Heartwriters.org. And I'm on TikTok, but I really don't want anyone to find me on TikTok yet. I'm just too old for it, but it's Heartwriters. It's Heartwriters667. Heart and I won't dance, I promise. I'm just trying to share a good word there. Maybe I'll get better at it, but it's, it's, I'm still a beginner.
0: (laughs) So fun. And friends, my challenge to you is when you buy the fruit of the family, is to tag Heartwriters and get the message out. Show your kids playing with it. Show the transformation that is happening in your home because of this tool that we get to use that Beth created. Um, Thank you so much, Beth, for coming, for sharing. Thank you for the coupon code. Your girl loves
1: a good coupon. (laughs) And it has been such a blessing to have you on. Thank you. This has been the best first podcast I've ever done. It might be the best ever because you made me think that we were just having coffee. And so that took away all of my nerves. And I guess when you get to talk about something that you're passionate about, it's not—it's great. And I'm an expert in my own life, so I can't mess it up. I can't mess up my own story, right? <laughs> yes, you did fantastic. Nice.
0: Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.